Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 63. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. We're recording this episode on the 24th of March, a little ahead of our usual slot because we felt we wanted to keep in touch in the midst of this current world crisis. So we'll spend some of the time today thinking about how we're worshipping in this new reality. Um, We'll also catch up on progress with the 12 Song Challenge and set a new challenge for April. Sam, welcome. Good to see you. Hello, mate. How are you Good doing? to see you. I'm all right, yeah. We the thing is we always do this over Skype, don't we? Yeah. So it's don't feel kind like of new. normal. No. <laughs> but, you know, feels weird too as well in these times. Yeah, very weird. I maybe it's worth saying we we have a few um international listeners and everything's moving so quickly at the moment in terms of what's going on. Um just in the UK situation, the the latest thing is last night was was a an almost complete lockdown wasn't it so the sort yeah. of the um prime ministerial edict to stay at home and uh, not gathering groups of two or more outside uh, the home and so on and, and various bits to do with shops closing and so on so it's really we are we're basically more or less all at home unless we're performing some kind of particularly necessary function in society. I don't think you and I, Sam, count as an incredibly necessary function in society. <laughs> but it's so we we probably won't be allowed out. <laughs> well, but you know, that's good. You never know. We do a lot of online relating to stuff anyway, don't we? Um, just yeah. to tell us, Sam, because I know that you've um, been putting out some stuff for families. Um, yeah. You responded pretty quickly to what's going on. Yeah, so uh, Sarah, really, my wife's um, just thought, well, we were praying last week, how do we respond? Um, just a number of our friends were saying we really want to get into a rhythm of kind of family prayer and worship uh, daily. So we thought if we put out um, uh, a thing every morning, it's calling it Engage at Home. So if you do that as a little hashtag search on Facebook or Instagram or uh, Twitter, or you just go on our website, engageworship.org slash home. And we're doing a daily resource. It's different things. Some are more kind of um, play-based. Some are musical. Some of our activities or craft or things like that. But aimed at sort of mixed-age families um, engaging with God, engaging with how we feel, engaging with God's word and truth and, and prayer. And um, so yeah, that that's already uh, had a bunch of people picking up on that. Yeah, um, that's brilliant. Been, I mean, thank you. Good. Thank you. You guys are the best, as you know. Well, no, not as you know. As you know, I think you think are. <laughs> I think you're the best. Yeah, we, th- we think we're the best too. So yeah, that's okay. You are. Uh, T- tell, us no. as well, <laughs> tell us as well, though, Sam. Because um, you've actually, you, you sort of taken an interesting decision, haven't you, this this week? Because you've been working on this video course for mm. absolute ages. Yeah. And, um, you know, a big launch party planned and all the rest of it. And you could have, you could have shelved it. Yeah, but you've just talk us through that. Was was that was that an obvious thing to do? Um, uh, yeah, I guess we just um, yeah we have been working on it for so long, and the launch was Saturday, and we ended up cancelling the kind of event we had. But I think we felt that maybe because these are all video based, they're all free, they're just up there online, and I know lots of people are doing Zoom chats or other ways of trying to gather community. So we thought rather than hold it back until this is all over we would just put it all out there 
and then encourage worship teams. It may be that actually as worship teams aren't able to meet and rehearse and even lead Sunday services, that this is a good pause yeah. uh, moment to actually say, well, okay, we're going to take you know, this time to watch the videos from home and then to uh, either do a sort of Skype chat or Zoom or it could be just text-based on WhatsApp or something. But basically just l- work through the material like that. Um, the book that's related to it is there as a PDF as well. Yeah. I do realise that for some people, you know, they're just going to say, well, we don't have the headspace for this yeah. or actually we would rather wait until we can gather, yeah. you know. Yeah. And again, that's great. Um, but this know, is going to... This situation is not going away, is it? And therefore, it may be that people are going to say this week, we haven't got the headspace, or next week. But for quite a lot of people, and this isn't going to be true of everyone, yeah. is it? But for quite yeah. a lot of people, they're going to find they're just at home and looking yeah. for something, you know, again, looking for something to do. And, and for quite exactly. a lot of people, that's going to be the worst bit of it for them, which in a sense yeah. is going to, you know, it's going to be a mercy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited about it. I think it's. Um, I think it's an amazing resource. It's it's so incredible as well that it's free, and that actually that you know that's born out of your work, obviously, and you know engages a charity, but also people and churches who've who've bought into what you do and have generously supported in order for that to happen. It's absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, we we ended up you know sending out all the the incentives and the things to people who give, and it just reminds you again of like the people that that gave money and crowdfunding yeah. for that. So yeah, really grateful for that and grateful for. Um, yeah just the opportunity to put it out and people you know go and look on the engage worship site if you're interested and you can get even the first chapter of the book is there for free and all of that so it's just it's there for you lovely stuff um we we thought what we'd do is have a little bit of a chat about uh, just sort of kicking off here obviously we've certainly in the uk last week was the first week that most churches were closed mm. um and so for us it was our first for most of us our first experience of trying to do something online whatever that looks like we thought we would bring um our friend and colleague chris juby in chris is a resound songwriter but he's also the manager of, of our agency um both to chat about our experiences he's also a um, worship coordinator at king's church in durham um talk about our experiences of online worship but also chris is quite helpful to chat through some of the kind of copyright implications and and stuff around that so welcome chris hello thank you hello mate Uh, nice lovely to see you chris how are you how are you keeping how are you holding up uh doing well doing okay yes um i've been fairly permanently on skype and zoom and meet and everything for the last uh week but i'm sure that's not atypical yeah and how's how's life as a homeschooler um, well, my wife is doing most of that, I must <laughs> confess. She is a very skilled teacher, so... Uh, there you go. That's, that's quite Hence useful, the division of labour. Yes, yeah, it is yeah, useful. fair enough. No, no, fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, so lots of us have been moving our church services online, whether streaming through Facebook, YouTube, um, using Zoom, meetups, Skype, you, you know, you name it, various different ways, or hosting stuff on our own websites. And... Um, I thought it'd be really helpful to chat with Chris and and together, uh, partly about our own experience of what we've been doing in our churches and how we're responding to this. But also, um, Chris, as our local resident copyright buffin, um, just to help um, some increasingly of so. just kind of increasingly. tease out. Yeah, increasingly. Um, much more knowledgeable now than you were 24, 48, 72 hours ago. <laughs> um, try and tease out some of that. So maybe first up, let's just hear. So Sam, what have you, what, how's your church been, been doing things? 
Oh, very little. Uh, my church is quite small. A lot of the congregation is quite elderly. So we obviously had to close the service. Uh, I did a little mini sermon that I posted uh, online and on our Facebook. Thus far, we haven't actually done any music for that. Although, mainly because I thought everyone else would be doing it and it wouldn't be necessary. But mm. actually, one of the older ladies did email me and said, oh, could you and Sarah do some music and send it to us? And I... I guess that the reason to do your own thing is just that you can really tailor it at your own congregation. And mm. of course, people can go online and they can see, you know, Archbishop Justin or they can see Hillsong or whoever. Mm. But actually something that's very tailored towards your own congregation, um, I think, you know, probably can be a real blessing. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Chris? How have you been dealing with things? Yeah, so we decided to pre-record. Um, we wanted to... Uh, we wanted to make sure that we were um, separate, like people weren't all having to come together in the same space. We don't actually have yeah. our own building. We're, we're locked out of our building because uh, it's a university building. Um, so we set up a small makeshift studio um, at the church office and uh, each took turns to do our little bits. Um, we pre-recorded and then uh, premiered the video on youtube and in our private facebook group at ten thirty on sunday like we normally do and encourage people to participate as they normally do um in the comment threads on those two formats and i must say i was really surprised by how participatory an experience it was actually i was mm. uh, slightly pessimistic but but it was a really uplifting experience partly because we were so glad to kind of all be in the same space together um but yeah it was good so the the content was all recorded, but the participation was through the comment threads, basically through the comment section. Yeah, or, which or not the participation, but the interaction with each other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we encourage people to sing at home, say amen to the prayers, you know, take notes on the sermon as normal. But then in our church, um, people will, will pray out extempore prayers or share scriptures, and so we had people do that in the comments threads while. Um, uh, while the singing was going on, we had people asking questions um, during the sermon. We had uh, people kind of typing their amens or typing um, uh, additional prayer requests during the time of intercession. And it was I was really surprised by how effective it was, actually. Mm, great. Nice. Did anyone type any sort of liturgical dance during the singing? <laughs> <laughs> they added some. They added some gift files. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Um, I mean, like you, like Sam. My church is relatively new. We're a smallish church plant, or a small church plant, and and so there's very little going on, really, apart from our Sunday gathering. Um, and we're small enough that we sort of have set up a WhatsApp group to keep in touch with each other, and our pastor stuck a um, he did it live actually it was a live thing but and did a little sort of 25 minute thing which was basically a, re a bit of an intro reading prayer and a little talk um, and then we all sort of just kind of worshipped in our own homes in our own way and I, it, what was really interesting for us was that we as a family we don't really do that um, mm. uh, and so yeah, we watched this thing and which was which, which actually was very encouraging you know I found it really difficult I found the, the you know the the time leading up to it, I found praying difficult because I just thought, I'm no idea what I'm praying for. I just like, you know, the, it, mm. this is so challenging because it, it's, a, you know, what what do I even believe God would want to do or, or and so on mm, yeah. in this context. Um, and I found it personally really encouraging. 
um, rooting kind of just mm. kind of coming back to that that stuff. Psalm twenty three, which was really felt really fitting and appropriate. But then we went. We decided, well, let's sing. We'll sing the Stuart Townend version. So I got my guitar out, and then Rihanna said, "Well, come on, let's go outside." So we went outside and sat on the patio at the front of the house, and we sang, um, awesome. sang the psalm together, which is really nice. And then we said, "So right, come on, Huck, you pick one." And he said, "I want to do Hallowed Be Your Name." We said, well, what? <laughs> "Huck only makes songs up. He doesn't know anything." So he's like, <laughs> "Okay, well, we're going to make one up then." So we started doing kind of this groovy song around the Lord's Prayer and making it up as we went along, and it was incredibly powerful for us as a family to have that experience. Yeah, um, which is really good. Um, we've had. So, so I was just telling you, Theo also made up a worship song on Sunday uh, based on the song. You know, I love candy. We were going, ding, 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 I love candy. And then it turned to praise in Jesus and God bless Luton. <laughs> oh, that's got so legs, cool. I think. I think it has. I think it's good. Um, Chris, also, in, but in your role as um, Jubilati Hymns Limited Agency Manager, which is the agency which handles the Rosan Worship stuff and the uh, Jubilate catalogue as well. Um, you've been fielding lots of questions from people about copyright inquiries and so on. Um, I have, I have, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you've had to become people, an expert. That's right. So many people uh, moving their their church online for the first time, live streaming for the first time, um, and lots of people were getting in touch saying, "Hey, we had one of your songs planned for this Sunday." Um, we don't have a streaming license, so we don't know, don't know how to do that legally. Um, are we allowed to do that? Um, and it turned out that uh, certainly within the UK, whereas CCLI in in the States and other places in the world already had a streaming license in place, um, there wasn't any provision for that really in the UK. Um, and so suddenly everybody was scrambling to, to uh, figure out exactly what was going on. The CCLI license only uh, re- relates to... Um, presenting the lyrics on a live stream anyway. Um, technically, churches uh, that want to um, perform a song on a live stream um, uh, would need a license from PRS as well. So it's a, ve- a very complicated situation um, in the UK. Um, yeah, A lot of work's been done in the last week. CCLI have now uh, scrambled and put out a, a streaming license for the UK. Some of those things are becoming clearer. But yes, we were fielding um, dozens of inquiries last week. Yeah, and we we basically tried to get in there about ten days ago or so. I say ten days. Frankly, if so much has happened in every twenty four hours. It might, you know, it might be in three days ago. I don't know when it was. But we, <laughs> we just put something out, didn't we? Saying um, we recognise essentially recognise it's really complicated for everybody as far as Rosan worship and Jubilate songs and hymns are concerned. If you've got some kind of streaming license you can use, then you know, of course, do report it. If you don't. Don't worry, just use them. We 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 just rather use the songs than than worried about that. And quite a few other right. places have followed suit. It's certainly in terms of smaller organisations where they've got control of their mm. own um, mm. copyrights. Have been. I mean, it's sort of easier, isn't it? I guess if you particularly if you're not necessarily living off it or or so, and it's it's quite a bit easier just to say, you know, do whatever you want to do because this is we're all we're all scrabbling around trying to make something work here. We don't want to stand in. That's your way. right. Um, and our writers, there's very much an ethos in our organisation that we are writing this stuff to resource the church. Um, we mm. want churches to sing our stuff. We're not primarily, I don't think any of us uh, is primarily uh, doing this stuff in order to get wealthy off royalty payments. Although I don't know how your you know, annual, biannual CCLI coffee 
date with your spouses ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a muffin this year. No- none of us are in it for that um and so it's very straightforward and we don't automate any you know i think um record labels who have their content registered with uh youtube or or facebook who will automatically flag when copyright violations have happened it's a little bit more complicated for them as well um whereas that doesn't happen for our stuff so um oftentimes there's people getting in touch with us i mean you know if people just recorded a version of our song we'd probably never know about it so uh you know they can get away with what what they want and uh it's really generous of churches to want to dot the i's and cross the t's and uh, uh do right by songwriters in this time i really appreciate that it does make a difference even though we we joke about this this small amount of income yeah. it does yeah. really make a difference to what's possible um for for us as an organization if churches do report our stuff and we do get these small trickles of uh, of of royalty payments so we love it when people want to do things above board but because we haven't got those automated systems kind of auto flagging things and muting stuff um it's actually very straightforward for us to say look in a time like this our heart is totally generous please just use our stuff um yeah. we'll we'll figure out uh, the exact parts for licensing for streaming and things as we go but yeah. we are here to resource the church so please use our yeah. resources and i think at the moment we we're acting as if we're in a, this is an emergency this is an unusual situation mm-hmm. none of us know how long it's going to last if mm. if we end up in lockdown for two years i mean we, of course we probably don't but you know during that time things are going to become more normal we'll you know stuff will get figured out we'll we, we'll think about more clear and concrete ways of doing things um but and i think i suppose as well i i feel like we you know we're a funny lot, aren't we? Especially in Razan, we we write these songs that are, we always try and find themes that are a bit different from those other people are writing about, and that sometimes means we've got something to offer in this kind of context. Definitely, um, yeah. and we'd rather just I, offer it. Totally, and yeah. I think you know, in the in these seasons as well, people are sharing either playlists or just single videos, and and again, you know, there's so much resource there on the Razan website of of you know lyric videos and stuff that you can share or add to a playlist and. So just encourage people to make use of those as well in this time. And of course, that's, you know, just freely available to use. Yeah. Do you feel, Chris, if I put you on the spot, like you could give us a sort of a three or four key points of, um, you know, if you're going to put song content, at, try and include it in or with your services somehow yeah. online, you know, whether from us or from anyone else, just a kind of a, yeah. a, a little bit of a, gra- a guide to what you can do or you can't do. Sure. Yeah, the sort of legality of it. Yeah. Um, let me see what let me see what I can do. So, um, uh, streaming is a very different thing from if you then store if you pre-record the video or store store a stream afterwards. Those are two separate things completely. Streaming uh, involves performance royalties, um, whereas storing the video is sync royalties, and you need different licenses for those two different kinds of activities. Um, uh, for most UK churches, um, if you want to um, uh, stream a performance of a song, so that's your worship band or your worship leader um, singing their own version of a copyrighted song, um, then you need a license from PRS if that if that song is copyrighted. Um, we don't need that when we gather to worship on Sundays because um, acts of worship in a church building are exempt from copyright. Um, so that's why we can perform 
um, copyrighted songs uh, week in, week out in our churches without a PRS license. Um, but for streaming, apparently you do need a license. Um, uh, PRS offer an LOML uh, license, uh, which allows you to do the performance um, alongside. Uh, so performing the song, singing the song, playing the music of the song. Um, you also need a license, the, the license that CCLI have launched if you are um, streaming the words on the screen. Uh, so gotcha. CCLI covers the reproduction of the words. Um, so you need their new streaming license if you're putting the words on your live stream. Um, uh, the exception to that is if you're live streaming on uh, Facebook or YouTube. You still need CCLI if you're um, uh, putting the words on there. Yeah. But Facebook and YouTube have a license each of them have a license with prs directly um and so you don't need a prs you don't need the loml license if your stream is only on facebook or huh. youtube um because uh facebook and youtube have, have these algorithms that flag up content um they recognize uh, we used um i deliberately tried to avoid any kind of copyright <laughs> issues so yeah. i used public domain hymns um but facebook still uh youtube still flagged up uh the melody of all creatures of our God and King as uh, as subject to copyrights. And uh, uh, so they've it's got these algorithms. It's like 800 that, years old, isn't it, or something? That's <laughs> right, 800 years old, that's right. Um, but they've got these algorithms that recognise even when... Um, even when you're just singing the melody of a song uh, and it's not like a recording of the song, they recognize that, they match up the, the copyrights and, and then license holders can either uh, run adverts by your by your stored video or they can choose to block it and that kind of thing. But because yeah. those arrangements are in place um, with YouTube and, and uh, Facebook, you don't need a separate license. So if your stream is, is if you're not streaming the words, and if you're streaming only on YouTube or Facebook, you actually don't need any additional license at all. Huh. Um, oh, if you want to store heavy. the recorded service afterwards, that's a different question. Um, uh, technically, you need a sync license um, to to store it. Certainly, if you're storing it on your own website, you'd need a sync sync license, which is when you've synced together um, the uh, like a, a, a composition, a, a, a song with a video and you need permission from the rights holder in order to do that again if you're doing it through facebook and youtube that's already handled um there isn't actually a very straightforward way that i can see um to to sort that out if you're hosting it hosting the live stream on your on your own platform uh, after the event um so that yeah. that's still a little bit more complicated is how do you store um these live streamed or or pre-recorded services yeah. um uh, the, the situation is evolving really fast. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, at the beginning of the week, I was telling everyone, CCLI don't have a streaming license. Um, by Thursday, uh, I was telling everyone, CCLI have a streaming license. Yeah. Um, so I, w <laughs> yeah. I, would I would not be at all surprised if uh, if over the next week um, there there's solution to sync as well. Um, so, yeah. so watch this space. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Chris. The definitive guide from the definitive Chris Jude. Oh, God, he's thought of something else. Uh, well, I just I think the most general statement though is that everybody, every record company that I've seen making statements on this, every you know everyone who who's a rights holder um, is saying please use our stuff, do it do it legally, but uh, but use our stuff. So I think people who are feeling nervous do ask these questions. These are important questions to ask, but uh, I think it would be such a shame, and, and I don't think anyone who anyone who writes worship music is going to want churches to feel paralysed and feel like no. oh we can't 
we can't do yeah. what is going to resource our our community through this crisis. I can't speak absolutely officially for anyone yeah. else other than us, but certainly that's our attitude, um, and uh, and it seems to be that that's that's the general sense yeah. that people have. And actually, if you because lots of places people will be concerned to say, look, it's not that I don't. Uh, um, it's not that I'm concerned that you're going to charge me lots of stuff or I'm bothered about the legalities of it. Some of them will say, well, the things we've got a license and we want you to get money for stuff we we use. We recognise that's important. Um, and we're not sure about this online thing, this sync thing, this blah, blah, blah. But we do have a normal words like, like, can we use that somehow? And I suppose there is a, it's worth saying, isn't it? This is right. If, if you send out the word, say, in an email to all of your people so they can sing along, then then you're actually that's a that's a more straightforward ccli words license right thing. You anytime could take you your digital you could take the digital reproduction box on yes. the license that you've got in terms of feeling like you're doing something while you try to sort out the the other side of stuff if you, i, if you I think that's absolutely about right being yeah. fair to the writer yeah anytime you reproduce lyrics um uh report that to ccli and that's uh that's a benefit to um to everyone really yeah Great stuff. Chris, thank you. I know Thanks, you've been Chris. working really hard. You've been working really hard with um, with your church because you're responsible for all of these things and online uh, media things, and you've been working really hard with us. So bless you, brother. Um, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Well, as usual, we've had some correspondence, and it's kind of nice in the midst of a difficult time uh, to have some good news and there's just been some lovely stories from people who have been writing stuff for the 12 song challenge um mm. about the impact it's having in their churches so we thought we'd just read a few of these out to you um this first one is from louise who said we sang my february song at church on sunday it's about how god saw our church through a time of real struggle when we were going to be closed because he knew it would be a place for his church to thrive I wasn't there when it happened, but I see it as part of our family history. At the end of the service, a man not known for being publicly emotional or sharing much stood up to say he hadn't been able to sing it because it had choked him up hearing our congregation singing those words. Many others who were around when it happened shared the same sentiment. I never would have written that song if it wasn't for this challenge. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Isn't that a great story? That's great. We've had one from Andrew. I have to share a little story from this afternoon. I'd met with one of the elders to discuss something completely unrelated to music. And after we prayed together, he asked if we could play and sing something. He had a piano and enjoys when people play it. So I asked if he wanted to hear a brand new song and played my new Lent song for him. I was really encouraged because he started singing along almost straight away. And he was really encouraged because it turns out the psalm is one he has a very personal meaning to him that has a very personal meaning to him and helped him through a very difficult season a number of years ago. So if that's as far as the song goes, I know it's already blessing. It's already a blessing to someone. Well, I love that. That is really lovely, isn't it? And then we heard from Rebecca. She says, as a church, we've been working through a prayer series this year in our Sunday services and life groups. We were looking at adoration at the end of January. And after the pre-meeting prayer time, I had a real sense of urgency to have the song I'd written for the January challenge ready to go. I took it to the meeting leader and speaker just before we were about to start and shared it with them. The meeting leader's response was, yes, I can see this working before John speaks. If it's you singing over the church and if you change the lyrics, <laughs> so it's a responsible one. Um, so we adjusted it a bit. So it was God singing over us for the first verse and chorus and then reverted to us responding to him in the bridge. We were holding it lightly, but when the time came, it seemed to fit. So we went for it. Afterwards, a church member came up and asked if the PA team had done something to make an extra voice sound out or if someone else was singing with me. The answer was no on both accounts. 
as you can imagine, I was rather excited and so mentioned it to our meeting leader who replied, oh yes, I heard that too. I even looked around to see who was joining in until I realised no one else knew the song. <laughs> the extra what? voice was only heard in the sections where we changed it so it was sung from God's perspective over us. Blown Whoa. away, she says. Whoa. 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 Yeah. Whoa. Absolutely. That's incredible. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, they're all, wow. they're all fantastic stories and it encourages me because sometimes you can feel in doing this challenge like we're doing an exercise and we are yeah um but we are doing an exercise in writing songs where we're engaging with scripture engaging with god and engaging with our churches and so we yeah. hope that what comes out of it is stuff that is more than just an exercise yeah um and 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 what we're doing is part of a discipline of songwriting so we'd expect sometimes mm. that we write some mm. stuff and it just goes on the shelf but other times we write it and it really is powerful mm. and poignantly appropriate so thanks so much for telling us that um and we would yeah. love to hear more stories like that it's time to review the lent songs challenge from march and amazingly in the midst of all that is going on right now and with a week left before the end of the month we have got an incredible 67 lent songs on our Whoa. forum at the time of recording um so we're incredibly um encouraged and totally recognize how difficult it is this month um my encouragement to everyone is if you go on there and look well you'll hear in a few minutes i wrote a song that's got 11 words so really don't feel like you have to create your lifetime opus you just um scratch something out and and do it but also i think it's quite a good you know i'd really encourage you it's a it's a little kind of even if it's the briefest of things a little a little break from everything else that's going on and we're really delighted to welcome our regular co-conspirator Keiko <laughs> Keiko it's great to see you hi nice to see you too how how are things how are you um and family coping with the situation at the moment we're doing okay I mean um it's a really strange place we find ourselves in isn't it I think it's probably um same for a lot of people just this past week um the New York governor mandated like a hundred percent reduction of non-essential workforce so everyone's scrambling to work from home figuring mm. out how to do church um either you know massively reduced um team trying to live stream or even pre-recorded so you know it's it's a huge adjustment for the kids to home from school mm. and um so mm. but um I'm grateful for the time that we have together. It's mm. made me more thankful for relationships. I'm calling more people, so um, yeah. there are a lot of, there's a lot of good to be seen too. I, yeah. I've spoken to my um, brothers and sisters on Skype every day for the last three or four days. We never, I mean, in, in normal times, we don't see each other or speak to each other that much. So it's funny, isn't it, how it moves you into a different mode of um, of relating. We were talking, Keiko, about um, what our churches have done in live streaming or, or doing stuff online what 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 have you, how have you done things with your church have you just done one week online have you done two we've uh we canceled the first week altogether um and then we've had one sunday now of um just uh a reduced team just one person playing and singing for music staying you know 10 feet away from the pastor who's doing all the liturgy really and then they're right. kind of the sound people the technical people um, in the background, setting things up and running things, but um, that's what we did. Um, so, I think people really appreciated it. You could see online people chatting with each other, and um, and then afterwards just expressing how meaningful it was to be able to at least virtually connect with one another. So, yeah, 
Um, yeah. Well done. So let's have a look then um, through the the Lent challenge. Um, Keiko and David uh, are joining Sam and myself in keeping an eye on what's going on, and um, both both of you are um, fantastic participants in the challenge, uh, commenting and encouraging, and we so appreciate that. Um, but it also gives you a great insight into what's happening. And so I think you've picked out a few that have caught your eye, Keiko, and then um, we're gonna we're gonna have a listen to one in particular. Yeah. Um, man, there were just so many, so many good ones. It was, it was hard to pick. I did, um, I did really enjoy, uh, one by Kate Blewett, who Mm. she's, she is, um, a lyricist, so she didn't write a melody, but man, she just wrote some exquisite lyrics, um, on kind of an, she kind of had an unusual take on mortality. She said she was thinking about human mortality and the scripture that references, um, humans being like grass that mm. withers mm-hmm. and so she wrote this amazing um, piece of poetry really that um, compared Christ's taking on flesh to Christ being like the grass that withers and sort of voluntarily becoming that fragile wow. and yeah. um, so that was mm. a really interesting take on that um, I also really liked Elise Massa I don't know if I'm saying her name right sorry Elise um, she took um, words from the Book of the Common Prayer based on Psalm 123, and it's a lament, but it was a lament that was kind of unusual. I'm used to hearing laments being sort of, you know, I lament my sin or this hard situation I'm in, but um, hers uh, was about lamenting kind of, um, what were these words, the spitefulness of the proud, scorn of the wealthy, sort of the Christian experience of being um, uh, discriminated against, or um, mm. so, so this this um, one of the lines is we have suffered more than enough contempt um, mm. from the world. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty interesting take on a lament that I had never really seen before, and it was just beautiful and so easy to sing. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, uh, one more I really wanted to mention was mm. one that Caitlin Ferry did. Um, she yeah. called it a funky Agnus Day. <laughs> and what, the reason I loved it is, so it's just really simple. Um, it's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. And that's it. And it's mm. like two chords. But what I loved about it is that it just makes you ache to join in. They, she basically mm-hmm. set up a jam session. There's only like two chords in it um, and a really simple melody. Um, but it just makes you want to improvise and do echoes. And you kind of hear her team um, you don't want it to end. You hear her team just improvising together and jamming together, and I, you can totally imagine. Yeah, I was trying to work out how many people were actually joining in. Well, you know, towards the end, I was trying to picture the room and figure out who was actually in it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome, and I, it just made me it made me want to join in, and it made me also just imagine yeah. how fun it would be for a whole um, group of people to, uh, you know, some to sing the melody and then some to improvise as they feel comfortable and um, you know clapping and whatever. So I, I loved yeah, yeah. that one. So, um, but the one that I um, hoped to share was one um, by Amy Blount. Um, It was just a gorgeous rendition of Psalm 116 um, called Have Mercy on Me. And it's just this um, beautiful sort of heart-rending plea for help in the midst of distress. Um, So it's incredibly timely. and mm-hmm. the chorus is 
really, really simple and repeated. Um, and she wrote it, um, I don't know if we'll get to listen to the end or not, um, but she does the end a cappella, and it's just so haunting and so beautiful, and you can picture a whole group singing it. So, um, mm. yeah, and I... Should we have a listen? Oh, yeah, sure. That's gorgeous. Really beautiful. Really, really lovely. Great job, Amy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, and, and I mean, like lots of these songs, so apt for today. We found that with lots of the Lent songs mm-hmm. because they have a natural kind of lamenting tone or, or a wilderness tone mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So yeah, much yeah. of what we've written feels very apt and appropriate, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I hope people are kind of, you know, sharing them and stuff with their with their networks and their churches because i think so many are really really mm-hmm. appropriate there was one i really like john uh stammers wrote one and he he wrote it very much into the into the kind of crisis first mm. verse all our certainties are gone all our plans are put mm. on hold all the mountains we thought strong cannot save us now uh, i thought that was you know again really really good in for these for these times yeah, and I, I loved, there was one by Olwen who had managed to sort of, I think slightly accidentally came out with a slightly old English madrigal or something in terms of the, <laughs> the writing style, but it was just wonderful that it's sort of the use of melody and harmony in it. How fascinating that certain themes bring out um, musical styles you didn't even know you had in you and, until you start trying to set those words to music. 
Great stuff. Well, um, Keiko, we'd love to hear what you've been up to. Give a little, a quick share of, you've been writing something with Dan, is that right? Yeah, uh, Dan Jasma and I um, tried to write a song together this month. Um, we had a little trouble finding time, but it was it was still really fun. Mm. Um, we wrote about um, a wilderness, like a lot of people, um, and it kind of references a little bit of Christ's temptation in the wilderness. Um, and the chorus borrows language from Isaiah about making a way through the wilderness with streams in the desert. Mm. So, uh, let's have a little. Uh, Dan has just seconds ago sent us through a recording, so you haven't even heard no, this. Okay, so let's let's have a quick listen <laughs> okay. to a clip and see what, see what we've got. It could be anything. It could be the like hard rock version or something. <laughs> it could you don't be. Know. We'll find yeah. out. <laughs> I'm hoping he's got his kids singing in the background or something. <laughs> In the wilderness, we search for you, Lord. From our brokenness, we call. In the growing cracks of humanity, we thirst for you. away through the barren land by the river of your grave lead us through by your faithful hand turn our grief to joy and praise in the From the tempter's evil lies May you satisfy our hearts with your word The bread of life Make a way in the barren land by the river of your grace lead us through by your faithful hand turn our grief to joy and praise that's lovely thank you we will glory yeah this good stuff yeah really nice um singable and um easy accessible melody and there's just one two lovely little lyrical moments in it the the ones that stood out to me and the growing cracks of humanity again it just feels like it's not just you know it's not just a song for lent is it um and also that we will we will glory in our frailty and need as your power is magnified that's in your in the third verse and i feel like uh, i love the way you there's a choice in that isn't there there's a sort of how will we, what attitude will we have towards our frailty and need? Mm. And actually we can glory in it because of how, you know, like Paul says, because in my weakness, Christ's power is made, made real, made perfect. Mm. I think that's really strong. Oh. Did you do this over Skype or did you just ping things back and forward or how did you collaborate? Did two metres apart. Uh, we sort of um, 
just mostly over email. We'll send ideas back and forth, and then when the when we're discussing um, lyrics, we kind of just set up like a Google Doc, and um, oh, cool. so. Uh, so yeah, actually, I've never met Dan in person ever. So <laughs> <laughs> well, may that be an encouragement to our other twelve-song challenges yeah. that you can uh, hook up and you know have a a, a fruitful uh, writing relationship with someone during these difficult times, just over Google Docs and <laughs> like have Skype. You and like, have you as in never met? Have you had a Skype? Not even a Skype. Not even a Skype. No. Wow. I think, I think KK, you just have a very um, sort of affable online persona or something because like, we've never i mean you know we've never we've never met in person but we've at least we all made friends before we even did a skype together didn't it's we true. so yeah. it's a gift it is a you're gift. a gift to humanity in oh, this moment well, keiko because we need you we need you to make friends with everyone <laughs> oh it's amazing uh, sam how about you what have you what have you done this month uh yeah i had a go at hagar we talked a little bit about hagar in the in the last podcast and I've always had this sort of thought about Hagar, how beautiful story it is. So I just tried to write, you know, into that story and from her perspective. <clears throat> where have I come from? Where am I going? Here in this desert, running away. Who can I turn to? Can anyone see me here in this desert, a pitiful slave? Yet you, my God, you speak my name with promises of hope. I seen the my pain you lead this wanderer home oh. I love that one so good it's a good month this isn't it it's so much pathos <laughs> in all the everything we're writing you get the end of every song just going oh, wow man it really got me deeply uh, yeah, that's really that's really nice, and, and that's interesting as well. There are little tinges of sort of English folk music in there as well um, that, that you've kind of. Um, I was slightly it. worried that it was a bit like early each day on the steps of St Paul's, the little old bird wouldn't come, woman comes, but everyone said that Disney wouldn't. You know, from yeah. Mary Poppins, okay. feed the birds. Oh, Joel. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever actually seen Mary Poppins. Oh, my gosh, Joel. But I have. This is what this whole lockdown is about, <laughs> so that you, when you're in lockdown, can watch Mary I, Poppins. I have seen... And suddenly your soul will be expanded. I've seen Mary Poppins Returns, and I loved it. Uh, so Yeah, well, I mean, if you think Mary Poppins Returns is good, try Mary Poppins. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't know it, but I like... Um, so it's, it's slightly more Dick Van Dyke then than English folks. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me or we poppins? Oh, that's great. That's great. How about you, Joel? Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me come back at you. Well, so I said at the beginning of this little section, my mine is really short. I just found, I, I don't know about other people, I found it difficult to pray this month. Mm. I found it difficult yeah. to, to sing. I found every word feels trite. Mm -hmm. 
and um, uh, and and I yeah, I found it difficult to pray. Sort of feeling like I'm so almost afraid of praying and being disappointed. I don't know. I just I don't know what I'm expecting God to do. Mm. And mm. so I wrote what I could, and it came out as this little song just on the Kyrie, which is sort of really ancient prayer. I don't know why it, the the ancient format is Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, but that, that's what it is. And mm. um, I therefore thought, well, actually, I just need to leave a lot of space. So what I've tried to write is a song that is has a lot of space and just has a simple refrain. And I guess I imagine if you did actually sing it, you'd you'd put in your own prayers, either mm. of intercession or confession or whatever else. So I thought I might just play you the little recording because it's not very long, but the little bit of space within it kind of gives the, the shape of the song as much as the tune. Is that all right? Mm. Yeah. Okay, mm. Quick listen to that. Just a very picky thing. Wow. I would just yeah, right at the end. It is really, really lovely. Very usable. I would just end that last on us. Really, definitely. You're kind of pulling the beat around at the end. There, it's probably just how you're singing it. But yeah. just Lord, have mercy on us. Make that really clearly on beat one, just so that you know, Bosh. Yeah, that was my only I thought. Keke's probably got a different melody no. for you. No, I love it. I love it the way it is. I can hear it um, being a really flexible piece of music that could kind of go in between things or to kind of close out um, a section. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. I've just been sort of humming it under my breath, I think. It's been like a bit of a personal prayer, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the April challenge. And um, our challenge for April is to write songs of solace and hope. We've had a bit of discussion behind the scenes about what we wanted to do, and we're aware that um, songwriting, singing, worship in these difficult times is different, feels different. Um, And we're aware that as those who have, in different ways, responsibilities within our church for um, using music to minister to our congregations and so on, that we want to have some songs that are 
so, that have solace and we, that have hope that bring some kind of comfort and so we mm-hmm. thought we'd just have a little chat between us about the kind of things that we imagine the kind of songs we might think about writing or the kind of approaches we might um we might have towards that i thought maybe sam kick us off because you were particularly kind of focused on the on the kind of hope idea yeah i was just thinking i mean i i led worship a little bit um just before sort of lockdown thing at an event uh and i was choosing things like um you know my help is built on nothing less and um what's the song all through the storm your faithful love one. is faithful one you know and you just you want those songs about god's character and the goodness of god in in the midst of trouble and so yeah i've been thinking a little bit about hope um one of the things i think is important is that we don't minimize the reality of the situation you know for many people this is a really tough time uh one of the people who works as part of this wider organization uh as mothers died in the last week mm. and they've realized that they can't go to the funeral mm. as a family mm. and that is really really tough um and then another family that i know their daughter uh, got a bramble in her eye and had to go to hospital for uh for an operation and in normal situations you go oh poor thing but in this situation you're like oh my goodness you know you don't want to be in hospital right now mm. you don't want to you know have to put extra strain on the 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 hospital but also you're concerned about what's going to happen in the hospital so you know there's i'm sure everyone listening to this has got different stories of of their own reality and you don't want to minimize that Mm. uh but uh, you know i'm 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 a fan of the phrase at the same time Mm -hmm. you know rather than but i'm not i'm not saying but that's all you know not important i'm saying yes we hold on to the truth of our experience but also at the uh, not but at the same time we hold on to the truth that you know firstly that god is going to do some good stuff in the midst of difficulty we've already said you know family worship is developing people are learning to to trust god people are learning to uh, deal with anxiety churches are reaching out to their communities in different ways churches are learning to do stuff online so there's a lot of stuff that i think god is doing and that is one part of our hope but but ultimately i was just trying to think about what is what is my hope and actually you know it's it would be too easy to say oh god's going to make sure you know all the christians are fine <laughs> hmm. and i don't think that's true i, I don't think that's what's going to happen even now you know christians are suffering and struggling but you know my hope is in the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come and you know that's that's hope paul says in uh, in romans 8 i was just reading this today um we groan inwardly as we wait our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but that hope, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? For if we hope in what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. And I just think as we're thinking about hope for these songs, it's not necessarily a hope that everything's going to be fine in mm. two weeks time. It's not necessarily a hope that, you know, everything's just going to resolve really neatly. I think that's, that's that's a naive hope but actually the hope in christ is you know the renewal of all things the resurrection of all things that when we're Mm. in christ you know we have an eternal hope um so yeah that's just that's just some of the things i've been been thinking about and i don't know how that turns into a song Mm. that's Mm. on my mind Mm. i i've been aware of how 
in this context you sort of you want to return to it's it's quite good returning to familiar songs and singing those songs of hope but then you examine the lyrics in a completely different way don't you mm. yeah and occasionally they feel a bit trite because mm. you realize oh yeah whatever it was i thought that meant at the time is i didn't understand it at all and whether that's the lyricist or it's your own experience of it but you kind of you, you long for songs that are so grounded in truth and hope that they they still seem solid when mm. you when you encounter this kind of situation, don't you? Um, Keiko, I've, um, I think you've sort of thought a bit more around the, the sort of the solace, the comfort, mm-hmm. the kind of de- dealing in the context of the situation. Tell us some of your some of your reflections. Um, well, I found that a primary emotion that I have been feeling, and I um, sense that others in my church have been feeling, is fear. Um, just because we don't know the future and we we fear um, struggle and pain and um, we, we fear the unknown. And I found this week that um, something that's really helpful for me is to focus on the character of God. So, so when mm. I'm afraid, I find that I need assurance, um, not just of God's sovereignty, you know, just that he that he is absolutely in control of the situation, but also the assurance that he is perfectly loving and has mm. only my good and you know in mind. Um, and um, even on top of that, his perfect wisdom in knowing how to execute his will. I th- I feel like those three things have been um, have to all be in place um, to be really effective. Mm. I mean, not just that. He's sovereign and can do whatever he wants, but also, you know, these these other parts of him that that he loves me, um, and he has mm. perfect compassion. So so those things are helpful for me in dealing with fear. And I um, really appreciated this week a song by Audrey Assad um, and Paul Zach and Isaac Wardell called "Nothing to Fear." I just that really mm. spoke to me. I liked it when it first came out. But somehow it really spoke to me this week, and I was able to share it with my church. And I just got um, a lot of amazing feedback from them. Um, and so they just did a really wonderful job of. So they took this phrase: um, "There is nothing to fear, nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear, for I am with you always." And um, and mm. then in the verses, they're able to capture this idea of God's sovereignty, of his being completely in control, but also um, this very um, powerful sense of kind of compassion and, and of his walking through it with us, and then just assurance that we mm. um, can never be separated from his love. And so kind of all those things coming together in the song, I felt was um, just really helpful. So if you've not heard it before, that's a good song to go check out. Yeah, mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think you have to look up the Porter's Gate to find to find it. Maybe mm-hmm. you do. Nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And the, sort of the general umbrella. I think it's incredibly um, uh, same as you. It, it was a powerful song when I first heard it, but it feels so that 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 repetition. Mm-hmm. Something isn't there about just it's the repetition, the meditation of repetition. That just letting something simple but true sink in. And also, um, is, that, that uh, another unusual thing about that song is it's um, written from god's voice sort of like that he's speaking over us and i think that can be tricky to do sometimes um but it's a pretty simple one and i um i think it works really well 
Yeah. Mm. I was thinking about um, the, this, the sense of displacement um, that we are experiencing, which is a, you know, it's not, I mean, we say about all this, this is not new in the history of the world, as we were talking with Sam before, and he was saying, you know, the fragility of human life has been around for most of human existence. It's only very recently mm. in richer countries that we we think life shouldn't be fragile you know or, or, yeah. or don't expect it to be um and displacement has been a, a huge experience of of so many people through war or famine or you know whatever kind of scenario but interesting we're, we're we're all experiencing a displacement um just being put in our homes is a displacement mm. but away from our communities and so on and i was thinking about the psalms and you know that's you know by the rivers of babylon and and the idea of how can I sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? How can I basically out in displacement in these odd circumstances? What do I sing? What do I sing in mm. these odd circumstances? And even that is there in the Psalms. And so, so getting into the Psalms and seeing that the the way all these different experiences um, of life are happening. And I was just thinking as well. Some people might like, and I suppose I might as well. I might think about my own church and think, well, you know, if I write a song for them today, am I going to write a song? that we'll sing when we get back together. Do you remember last time we talked about um, mm. the Matt Redman song? There was a particular experience and then there was a song that was ready for when they came back together. I mean, we've been saying, you know, imagine the street parties we'll have at the end of all this or, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be. But imagine the song we might sing, sing when we're back together. Or is it going to be a song that we're going to share now and it's going to be mm. a song that somehow we engage with in a different way because we're going to do it online. We're going to do it in different places, in different contexts. And that might, might change the kind of song you write um, if you're mm. not imagining everyone's going to be in, in a room singing it. And I think you could do either. Mm -hmm. um, or you could think about what is the song we now need to write and learn so that next time we encounter something, we've got these words of hope, we've got these words of comfort, we've got these things that are already in our, in, in our repertoire but also in our hearts and our souls um, from having written them. Mm. Yeah, it's a big challenge, isn't it? I mean, I think we're sort of acknowledging that this this month is a little bit of you know, write write what seems good to you, um, mm. but do think about um, think about those words of comfort, think about that those ideas of writing differently um, because mm. you're meeting differently. Think about that idea of writing from God's perspective. I think that's a really powerful one. Think about mm. hope. Think about what is it mm. actually that means you can face um, what is what is happening today. You can face today because of tomorrow, he says, mm. suddenly sounding like a lyricist. Can't, can't resist a few <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, let's do that and let's let's continue to encourage each other. Um, I'm so grateful for this community um, mm. encouraging each other th through the way that we interact together and helping each other with our songs. And I think we will find... Uh, encouragement in one another's songs as well um, mm. in this month and uh, we're putting this out a little bit early so there'll be a little bit of overlap um, but you know do it and I've written a song with 11 words so <laughs> you know if you can do more than 11 words you're definitely going to be fine and even fewer would be okay um, and we're going to finish I, I think we'll finish up here um, we're going to finish with our featured song and um, our Featured song is one that I wrote last year out of the 12th Song Challenge. We had one from, from Sam last time on the Funeral Songs Challenge, as we called it at the time. Trying to think of songs you could... I mean, specifically we're saying songs you could sing at a funeral, but we you know broadened that idea a little bit. And it's, it's a funny thing to write something. When you write a song, you sort of hope it's going to be useful. 
but nobody hopes is you know you don't hope it's going to be useful quite quite like this do you but at the same time you mm. say well thank you lord for for there being something to share which might help and bless people mm. and this is a song which is about future hope our strength for tomorrow is our perfect hope in christ the weeping may come in the night but there'll be joy in the morning it's this sense mm. of tomorrow tomorrow is really important in how we deal with our grief today so yeah i kind mm. of hope and pray that this mm. might be something that um, will encourage people in this time thanks mm. ever so much for listening Keiko thanks so much for joining mm. us my pleasure mm. oh sisters and brothers be strong heart though you weep and you suffer and the road you walk is hard let the grace of another become your path to peace may Jesus hold you through your Though weeping may come in the night, there'll be joy in the morning. When the taste of our tears is replaced with the feast of the Lord. And our enemy death is consumed in the blaze of God's glory. And our grief will be no more We are heavy with sorrow but this burden There is joy yet to follow, there is glory unsurpassed, and our strength for tomorrow is our perfect hope in Christ. May Jesus lead you through your life, and though we may come in the night there'll be joy in the morning when the taste of our tears is replaced with the feast of the Lord and our enemy death is consumed in the blaze of God's glory and our grief will
When the taste of our tears is replaced with the feast of the Lord And our enemy death is consumed in the blaze of God's glory And our grief will be known